Welcome back to the show. My name is Eric, and in this episode, I'm going to be diving into how you can invest in the work from home theme with a single ETF. First, though, you got to know, and you probably already know this, I am not a financial advisor, and this is definitely not financial advice. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell any security, even though we're going to talk about a couple. And this is really meant for informational purposes only, and you should really think about doing your own due diligence before investing in anything, whether you hear it on my show or in this episode or a podcast or CNBC or whatever, it's really on you to take the responsibility of your investment. So we're going to be talking about the work from home theme, which has really gained steam uh, recently, obviously, with the the COVID pandemic. And you probably already know this. um, There's a lot of stocks benefiting from this theme. And there's there's already been kind of a shift to remote work uh, before the pandemic, but you know, again, it's really kind of being elevated here. So I want to talk real quick just about you know, let's sort of pre-pandemic and why a company would start allowing, if you will, if you want to use that word, the work from home or remote work idea for their workers. And one one sort of uh, benefit to a company to allowing more people to work from home is to really increase their talent pool because of basically just location. So let's just say you're a, a company in Atlanta, let's say Atlanta, Georgia, and you're looking for some highly skilled workers. Well, if they live in a different city or a different state, you really don't have access to the same amount of talent because there's a geographical limitation. So if you're looking for a really good web designer or some, you know, uh, accountant or some kind of computer, highly skilled computer worker of some uh, capacity, if you're able to figure out how to let them work from home, you, you don't have to just choose someone that lives in the Atlanta, Georgia area. You're able to choose people in another city, another state, and sometimes another country, depending on what what the actual skill is. So there's a real benefit to companies allowing work from home. Not only is allowing working from home good for the talent pool, but it also reduced some of the overhead costs. I know if you work in a, a any kind of corporation or building or whatever, um, they have to pay rent for your office or your desk or your cubicle. Um, and a lot of times they're paying for infrastructure, electricity, water, cleaning, all these things. There's there's additional overhead costs for a company to have everyone come to a single building or imagine a bunch of offices, you know, in a, in a large, a, a larger corporation or company. The other benefit I, you know, and this is more of a personal opinion, the other benefit that I would um, kind of lean on here that would sort of support the work from home theme is the fact that we have the pandemic and the idea that if I work on a computer and I'm highly skilled and I have the choice of working for a company that allows me to work from home versus a company that wants me to come into an office full time, or maybe there's some in between there and we're in a pandemic and let's say I'm fearful. There's a lot of people fearful out there. They don't want to leave their house. They don't. They want to at least minimize contact with other uh, people, especially. I mean, even if they work with them in the same company, um, you know, I, I can see the attraction of saying, you know what? If my company is not allowing working from home, is this company? Um, do they really care about me? 
Whether this is real or not real from a perception standpoint, it doesn't matter. The idea is now cemented in the fabric of, of the society right now that working from home and minimizing contact is a benefit to you. So if you're a, if you have the ability to work from home, you may find yourself going to other companies who allow that. So as a company, if, if I owned a large company and I wanted to keep my people, I might start thinking about making accommodations for those people who can work from home. I may look at technologies that help that because I want to keep these people here. Turnover and all that stuff is very costly for a company. And if I look at the rent aspect and the overhead I already mentioned, you know, there could be some benefits to keeping talent, hiring talent outside of my proximity, as well as potentially reducing overhead costs. So there's a, there's a lot of benefits here to work from home in general. And let's think about it from the worker's perspective too. Now I'm, I'm out of this boat a little bit, but um, I've got two kids. My kids are a little bit older now. They're in school, so it's a little different. But I don't know if you have kids, you know, but if you did, chances are you probably had some sort of daycare. And if you can just think about how much daycare costs, I know for me and my wife, um, we had two kids that were in daycare at the same time. It was probably the most expensive, you know, period of my life having two kids in daycare. And the entire reason why we put the kids in daycare is because we both had jobs back then to where we had to go to work. And back then we could have uh, worked from home in some capacity, but it just wasn't a thing. So if you could think about what we just talked about, how it could be attractive to work from home, maybe because you're fearful of the pandemic, but let's say the pandemic ends, hopefully it does and it goes away, but let's, let's remove that from the conversation just from a, uh, you know, personal standpoint, if you're going to have kids, you're going to want a job that's going to give you the flexibility. And if you can have the flexibility to work from home part-time or even full-time to where it's not as costly for you to have that child, forget about your salary. If you can save, you know, $500,000 a month in, in daycare or whatever for a few years, there's a benefit right there to, and not even trying to, you know, make the most money or, or go to the, the, um, the, the company who's going to pay you the most, that's a benefit that for some people can be a financial incentive that the company doesn't actually have to pay for. If the company chooses to invest in these technologies, then there can be a financial incentive for the worker to actually stay at home. Lots of work from home ideas here. And these are just some of the things that I was thinking about when, when I wanted, was kind of prepping for this episode. I just, you know, just the work from home theme. I don't think it's going to go away. Um, I think the younger you are, the more you're going to expect this. And this pandemic is really going to cement this idea in the corporate world um, for computer workers. Obviously, this doesn't apply to everybody or every, every job or whatever. Um, but for a lot of people, it does apply. So the work from home theme is super hot right now. How long it'll last? Nobody knows. I personally think that it lasts a little bit longer, right? Um, but let's talk about stocks and, and what that meant for certain stocks. And the biggest one of all that got the most press was Zoom. Zoom is a communications tool. It's kind of like a Skype or um, it's kind of conference calling, video calling. Microsoft Teams has some things, but Zoom really got some attention here. And it was very, 
very easy for companies to implement. They have a free product, paid paid product. Regardless, um, Zoom really uh, really took off, and I want to talk a little bit about just its particular move over the last uh, few months. So I'm looking at the chart of Zoom, and basically, uh, since about February or so. Zoom is up about 270%. It went from about 75, 80 bucks to a, it's about um, $275 right now. It's an incredible run. Is it overdone? Probably. I don't know any valuation metrics here. I'm just, you know, I'm more of a technical trader. So when I see a thing go up 200, you know, um, 270, almost 300% in a few months, something's happening here, right? I don't care about the tech, the, the fundamentals. At some point, it'll probably come down. But it, but the point is, um, money starts flowing into these stocks that are going to benefit from this theme. And Zoom is not the only stock that are seeing these large gains. There's another one called Twilio, uh, which is T-W-L-O. It's kind of a communication stop in stock and it's um it's up over you know maybe a hundred percent or so in that same time frame so we've got the theme in place and now there's an etf by direction uh direction is has a slew of etfs um, from various niche uh, industries or themes and the ticker is wfh work from home very appropriate um, i want to talk a little bit about the ticker and how it's done but I, I'm gonna go ahead and preface this that uh, that this ETF has not been trading for very long. It's new, which is why I wanted to talk about it. I am not trading it. I do not I haven't bought anything yet, but I'm looking at it. There are options. The op options aren't very liquid, so I'm kind of waiting to see how this shakes out. Um, but I may start kind of dabbling here with this particular um, ETF. It started trading on June 25th. So by the time this podcast came out, that's le probably less than a month ago. It's very new. Um, and let's talk a little bit about the kind of exposure that this ETF gets you. And first, you know, it's a work from home ETF. And I'm, I'm kind of looking at, um, I'm on the Direction, Direction website. So from the website, there's four pillars that this ETF contains, cloud technologies, cybersecurity, that makes sense, online project and document management, that makes sense, remote communications, that makes sense. That's probably more in the Zoom and Twilio world. And basically the ETF um, looks to identify 40 stocks that are, what and the way they term it is accelerating greater adaption of remote work. And this ETF is based off an index. The name of that index is the Selective Remote Work Index. It's comprised of US listed securities. And this index consists of 40 companies, namely the top 10 ranked companies in each of those four pillars, right? So there's four pillars. They find that what they consider, and I'm not gonna go into how they figure this out because I don't know if they even put all that on here, but basically they got four industries that should benefit from remote work and they try to choose the top 10 companies in those ranks. So I'm gonna just list real quick the top 10 uh, holdings and what their approximate percentage is. And the very first one, the top holding is Twilio that I mentioned. It's about 4% of that um, ETF. And the bottom one we're going to list here is 2.8%. So seems like it's, you know, relatively evenly um, diversified across these indexes. You have Twilio, Insego, CrowdStrike, Avaya, Okta, 
Box, Elastic NV, Zoom is in there, Fortinet, and Ping Identity Holding. I don't know what half of those stocks do, but again, those are the top holdings. And the sectors that they sort of represent, um, the biggest sector is software. 63% of this ETF is in the software um, uh, sectors. They have IT services at about 12%, and then it kind of dwindles from here. Communications, interactive media, diversified telecommunications, indirect and direct marketing, semiconductors are in there. I'd have to dive in there to see which ones, but also technology, hardware, and storage. So it's, it's very tech heavy, obviously, a lot of software, as I said. And if you haven't been following this or knew about this, if you just look at the NASDAQ, the NASDAQ has been outperforming everything because a lot of the big tech is in there. So there's definitely a continued trend in technology and a continued trend um, in remote work that's happening. And I think this is uh, an interesting way to play that. I definitely think you should you know, go to the Direxion website. I'll put a link in the description um, of the episode, both here on the podcast website at stockmarketoptionstrading.com, as well as on the YouTube video that comes out. And lastly, I'm going to leave you with a few stats that Direxion had put on their website. Um, and they, they have this little section called Trends in Motion. And let me just read this off to you, and then we'll wrap it up. I think these are pretty cool stats. 43% of employed Americans spend at least some time working remotely. So almost half. There's about 8 million U.S. workers that work at home full time. 75% of Fortune 500 CEOs say they're planning to accelerate the technological transformation of their company. Um, you can read that as... Uh, more virtual, more digital. Digital transformation is a big term. 54% of companies plan to make a remote work option permanent. So this is what I believe as well. I don't think this is going to go away. I think it's going to, there's going to be an option to work from home permanently that some people will take up, I believe. And the last stat I'll leave you with is 33% of respondents, they did a survey, are now working remotely since the COVID-19 pandemic. So a lot of information here. So definitely go to Direxion.com or Google WFH ETF and, and get some more details about this and some of the information. I left a lot of it out, but I just wanted to talk about that theme and there's a way you can invest in it. I hope you enjoyed this show. Thanks for listening. If you get a chance, subscribe and share this episode and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. To join our community of options traders, head on over to patreon.com forward slash vertical spread options trading for details. But before you go, you should know that everything discussed on this podcast and in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be considered financial advice of any kind. 